Hello everyone. Just a little uh, forewarning. We had a serious problem with our tech this night, so the audio recording has actually been cut at certain points where you couldn't understand or even hear the brothers in the background. However, if you go on the Freemasons podcast Facebook page, we did a whole section of shock collar trivia that can be seen with perfect audio on that. So enjoy the show that we were able to salvage from the broken audio. Welcome to the Freemasons podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brother. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Wright Warshaw Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Warshaw Brother Joe, Warshaw Brother Dan, Brother Rocco, Warshaw Brother Kim. And we are here doing our normal, originally we were trying to do just a Patreon for uh, the Shot Color Trivia, but uh, the way it's looking is that uh, we can't, for whatever reason, log into Patreon Live. So what we're going to do is we're just going to give everyone another round of shock collar trivia, and uh, then we're going to get into our main topic, which is going to be uh, the Masonic funeral. So, which hopefully we won't be having one of tonight after I shock you. One. <laughs> so let me get this straight: we, we're having technical difficulties, so now we all have to get shocked. Yes. Except basically, yeah. Yes. Okay. Except for Ken, the IT man, cannot fix our technical difficulties. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start shortening uh, the intro. The intro. Uh, I'm just going to basically say uh, go on the FreemasonsPodcast.com. We sell shirts and stuff. I'm going to say that we have a Freemasons Podcast Facebook page as well as community page. And we are on YouTube. And we also have Patreon. And if you want to be part of Discord, Joe, tell them about Discord. Discord's been a lot of fun these last few days. <laughs> George may have had his best ginger joke yeah, of all time just yesterday, where um, I believe it was Brother Rob uh, <laughs> had mentioned he was looking for something in particular in his Grand Lodge Rules and Regulations book, and as much as he searched, he could not find anything. And of course, you had to chime in and be the, you know what that you yeah. are, and uh, the said, gracious oh, host. It's kind of like when Joe goes soul searching. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, and I, I literally sat there <laughs> on my couch and said out loud, you other effort. Now, what else I did on Discord is I gave everybody titles. Did anybody check that out? Did you guys check out the titles you got? I saw that, yeah. So uh, I basically started off with, uh, I am the podcast shit show commander. And then I have uh, my two podcast shit show co-hosts. Yes. Uh, Gideon was bestowed his own title, which was First Listener. Yep, I saw that. Um, I also did a bunch of other ones, too, which were, um, what happened? 
Died again, huh? Oh. Oh, this live is killing us here. <laughs> but uh, so Gideon. Hey, it looks like it's snowing right now. Gideon, uh, he got uh, his own uh, his own title. Rob Father got his own title as well, which is known as the Podcast Agent and uh, Special Agent Forty Seven. Special Agent Forty Seven. And there was all OG listener and all that stuff. We're having some serious issues with. Uh, the live for some reason. I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, switching over to somebody's Xfinity. Shut it down. You know you can do this thing called uh, ignore other stuff, or don't search for. Uh, you should get an extra shock for that. He should. He should. I agree. You should whack him like four Lots or five times. Every time live goes down, we'll whack him. What do you we do think? need to rig up a chair. <laughs> We really need to rig up a chair. I wonder if he can shock through the the uh, metal arms. You gotta cut. A, you gotta make sure that he's touching the metal connection. Like but anyway, um, so one thing I'm just gonna jump directly into right now is uh, we're all done with uh, Franklin's thirteen virtues, yes. and the last one was sincerity. How'd we do? Were you sincere, Joe? I was very sincere. I was I sincere. In my a compliment. I was sincere. Me good. I was sincere in my ginger joke. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. <laughs> I was actually, I've actually been very sincere to our uh, our Discord you have? folks. We've been engaging mm-hmm. in some very pleasant conversations. Great conversation. Actually, when I basically told everyone that today was going to be about Masonic funerals, we had fantastic a lot of activity, yep. conversation on that. So, uh, what about you, Brother Dan? What's your brother Dan? Very sincere. I'm a sincere person. You know what I mean? I feel like I follow that pretty, pretty to the T. That sounds pretty insincere. Rocco! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Go. I'm sincere. In front I'm of it. sincere. Alright. Ken, how's live look now? Be, be sincere with me. Uh, let's still see. Still trying to reconnect. So it says, okay. it still says uh, let's check with uh, try to reconnect. It says that in yours too. Yeah, live hit it interrupted. What's it saying up there? Your video has ended because. Oh. Okay. Alright, now are you on the Wi-Fi? So first off, we tried doing a commercial that Ken's mic didn't decide to work, and then he he screwed up like fifteen times, and now the Wi-Fi is just I don't know. It's like he's got this electromagnetic field around him. Not yet, he doesn't. Oh, but that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. Maybe that's what he needs. He needs a good jolt, like a little reboot. Like a little reboot. He can hold on to this while you're doing it. Let's see if it works. Okay. Hold on to the shotgun. It's not hundred, is it? No, it's not hundred. <laughs> he wants it at hundred. It's ninety. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ken got whacked. Do not. <laughs> I, was, I have not touched I was picking it up off the floor. But, but uh, anyway, so uh, I was, uh, I'm hoping Ken gets his fix before yeah, we go I'll, live, I'll but oh, may not. However, let's move into our next topic. We're done with the 13 virtues, and we're, we, I basically said that on uh, Patreon, we, we read George Washington's Rules and Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. But the book I have is George Washington's Rules for Freemasons in Life and in Lodge. And what we're going to do is, uh, again, I said during the book, they have different, uh, different ones that have been picked out for Freemasons, and we're going to start from the top. So, the very first thing, the first one we're going to go is, we're going to go with number 39, which is, in writing or speaking, give to every person his due title according to his degree and custom of place. That is to say, begin all conversations, emails, letters, phone calls, in all respectable fashion until, the film, until a film familiarity is established 
or granted. Address strangers uh, by such title as Mr., Mrs., Doctor, etc., and with last name, or sir, or ma'am, and not by their first name or nickname. So, in terms of Freemasonry, how do we use this, brothers? Well, we use it when we address each other, and if you have somebody, unless, like, uh-huh. now I obviously know you all enough, sometimes I just call you brother, uh-huh. but prior to that, when you were my district deputy, it was appropriate for me to always call you right worshipful brother. Correct. And my current district deputy, who I actually know very well, when I speak to him, I still address him as right worshipful brother, and even the master of our lodge called me and, and texted me earlier. Uh-huh. And I uh, wanted to discuss official business, so I, uh, even in text and my phone message, I still address him as Worshipful Master. Right. What about you, Brother Dan? I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of in the fence. I mean, the, the better I know somebody, obviously, the less I use the right Worshipful, all the titles, I just call him Brother, uh-huh. like he was saying. But uh, I do my best uh-huh. Uh-huh. to know somebody's title and, right. uh, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I don't wear name badges very often when I go to meetings and stuff because we want to know who I am. I think you should just come say hi. Right. I mean, I'm the same way. If I want to know who you are, I'm gonna walk over to you and say, "Hey, right. how are you? you know, mm-hmm. What's your name? Whatever." It's uh, kind of how I look at it, I guess. Right, brother Rocco. I agree. I mean, it's just um, it, it, if it's in an informal meeting. Um, you know, you just sir, hello, hi. You know, it depends mm-hmm. on it depends on your situation, of course. Right. And I think that's really what the takeaway is that it depends on what environment you are and how you know the person. Right. If you just as you know them more, get to know. You're them. good, Ken. I know Joe's giving the wave, but this uh, new video started. You got to okay. go to the so new getting live feedback saying nope. Tell them to go to the new. I'm video. watching it. That's all I know. I and I just watched me put my cup down, so. Okay. I mean, I'll even call Danny Worshipful Brother. Right. Mm-hmm. In, like, a text message. Yeah, we why know each other pretty well. Why is Ken's mic but not still broke WB on? I don't know. Apparently there is an electrical field around me. Got it. Nothing works right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, figured, I figured it out. As an IT person, we have those days on and off. Yeah. Remotes, dude. Remotes. I'm an IT guy. Alright, so let's do some shout outs. Yeah, you know the day. You know the days when you touch a computer and all of a sudden it turns blue. Yes. Yeah. Rocco, in front of the mic. You gotta talk directly in front of your brother. Give him the shock thing every time he's not, not talking to Mike. Yes, know? give him. There, put it in his hand. I don't want. Every time he doesn't talk on the mic, actually give me to the, give it to me. Give it, I give want it to do it. I want right. into Dan's armpit, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying not to do that. You just give me a nod. But you're killing our listeners. I know, but I'm trying not to put my head in his That's armpit. That's all right. I, I put the odor on his head. Just say it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I need to squeeze a little bit. That's what you're talking and, uh, <laughs> just as a matter of fact, my, while me and Joe are standing here, I'm going to give you hand signals to tell you to pump it up every time he does it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we got some shout outs real quick. So, uh, we've covered a couple people. I think the last person I got up to is, uh, we got another Schultz, uh, Dylan Schultz, Danny Collins, uh, David Hernandez, no relation to Dan, uh, Taylor Stringfellow, Jonathan Gatto. So we're going to toast them. All right. Likes on Facebook. Brethren, right hand on. Swarm. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Beautiful.
Alright, recharge cannons. We got one other one. One other that I can think of off the top of my head. And if I miss you, I'll get you next time. But I definitely, we have a five-star review on Apple Woo iTunes. Woohoo! Love five-star reviews. From Hemus? No, not from Hemus. <laughs> not from Hemus. Uh, this five-star review comes... Actually, ooh, we got a bunch of them. Ooh, I'm going to... We got uh, actually two of them. Two of them, two of them, two of them. I do. I'll try that. So I'm going to show this to Joe so he can see it because I'm not going to pass it on the table. I'll kind of show everybody. But this was a five-star review from Swaggy Goose 21 on Monday. Five Whoa. Goose? Swaggy Goose. Swaggy Goose. Swaggy Goose. That is a name right there. I freaking love it. I do love that. It's not me. No, not me. No, 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 no. Swaggy Goose. But all he did was he put a five-star review. The headline was nice. He put up a thumbs up and a crying, laughing emoji. <laughs> Thank you, Swaggy Goose. <laughs> Thank you, Swaggy Goose. The other one we have is a only podcast I'll listen to regularly. Kill Switch Odin. Oh, cool name. Yeah, Five-star cool. review. And he writes, I've been a brother for nine years, a Royal Arch Mason, and heading onward through the York Rite. I'm in my mid-30s, and my lodge membership is an average of 60 to 70. Yeah, it's pretty much the the norm. Uh, so I often feel alone and sometimes I feel like what I can do is minimal and almost helpless for the future of my lodge. Don't get disturbed. Don't, don't get discouraged. Trust me. It'll come around. You just got to force it on, you know, once you get up to the higher chairs. I'm only six episodes in and already this is the only podcast I can listen to regularly. Fantastic work, brothers. I feel like I'm in the room with you while listening and can't stop laughing i'm headed through connecticut in the fall and hoping to take a picture of the famous the best lodge in connecticut morning star lodge great work hey uh kill switch odin uh you are more than welcome to come up here absolutely uh if you are on facebook hit me up through the facebook podcast page and or if you join the community page uh, or get on Patreon. You can hit up any one of us that are up here in the podcast, and we would be more than happy to have you. We love having Ken you. Ken is still playing with the live. I'm going to switch to mine because I have a feeling it's so All right. All right, cool. Because I killed mine. So, um, anyway, yeah, Kill Switch Odin. That's some. Uh, that, that's definitely uh, a, a fantastic five-star review, and yeah, thank, you, review. thank you, as well as uh, Swaggy Goose. Thank you. Sounds like two like really good names. One sounds like he could be a rapper, and the other sounds like a heavy metal band. Yes. What Which one? Actually. Which one's which? Swaggy Goose is the rapper. Okay, okay. Kill Switch Odin would be the heavy metal band. Perfect conversation for this, because I actually spoke to a Masonic rapper named Apathy. Oh, you actually spoke to him? Spoke to him through Facebook Messenger. Nice. And we are looking that he's going to be coming up here and re he's going to be recording a podcast with us in uh, mid-October. Is he willing to do a, an intro song for us? Uh, I haven't got that far yet. We'll see. But he's... I mean, does he know that you can rap? He... You should I battle. Bring that up. Don't you think guys I should battle, I feel like. I'm that sounds like a Patreon... <laughs> that sounds like a great Patreon episode. Uh, Again, I'm not a rapper where I do my own lyrics. title of Masonic rapper, so I, I don't think I... Well, his name is Apathy. Yeah, no, but I don't I know. George called me one day and, and started rapping. rapping and then I did. I did rap. Verify that he knows See, how so to rap. See, so battle, battle is ch challenge is sent to yeah. Apathy, right? <laughs> From <laughs> Patreon rap battle. 
I see. I can rap other songs. I don't have my own lyrics. That's okay. We'll let you use other people's songs. Although, can, although I do write a lot of the commercials, so maybe I might be able to come up with something. Write all of the commercials. I, I you've helped me a couple times, but you come I just up with want it. to apologize to the Facebook Live audience. I switched access points. I think we're good on this one. So all right. Yeah, so you may have to close down the video you're watching and open up the new one, right? Is that how it yes. works? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So if you're currently watching, and if you're currently bad, watching, and shut that down, you've already figured it out, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, but uh, yes, uh, so his his now I don't want to give out his name, but he's uh, I don't know if he wants his name known, but uh, whatever. Um, he's a rapper from New London, and he does some awesome songs. If you've ever listened to his music, uh, go on Apple iTunes. He's on there, and he's got some great Masonic music, like rapping. New Age, not... Cool like, music videos on YouTube, too. Yes, great. Yeah, he's on YouTube. He's on Apple iTunes. Check him out. Apathy. Maybe we could swap him some uh, Freemason podcast shirts for Apathy shirts. I'm down. I'm good. But uh, we're looking mid-October. He's going on tour shortly, so uh, we will have uh, our first, I guess, celebrity up here, so to speak. I mean, besides Gideon, yeah, he's not really a celebrity. He kind of made him a celebrity when he came up. Right. He was a celebrity actor, but he's already. Yeah. Well, he's already, yeah. already established. After victory, we. He's a celebrity. So, all right, let's get into it. Masonic right. Shot Collar Trivia. If you're watching. I hand over there, and it makes me nervous. There's like this internal do. Fear. We're going to do Shot Collar Trivia. You've already felt the wrath. You've already felt I, the love. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I have. We're going to do Shot Collar for about 15, 20 minutes. Then we're going to break for a commercial. And then when we come back, we are going to get into the Masonic Funeral Service. History, when it's used, and the on and off discussion on whether or not um, it should be done for NPD brothers. Uh, moving on. So we're going to get all into all that. But let's start with Shot Collar Trivia. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dan and, and uh, Rocco, me and Ken. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yes! Oh, God, I keep losing. You too. Games. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! Oh, Rocco and Ken. Rocco and Ken. Do it up. Whoever Rock, goes paper, first. Scissors, shoot. Yeah, Rocco goes first. Rocco goes first. All right. We're setting it to 30. We're setting it to 30. Let's get it ready. 30. 30. 30. 30. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Why don't we make it... Uh, live died again. I, I, Seriously? I don't know what to do. Yeah. Maybe, it's, yeah. maybe it's Facebook at this point. I've tried. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Who's in Honda? Honda with no uh, catalytic converter. Maybe what do you want? Are you on the community page? No, the regular page. Regular. The regular page, huh? All right. Oh, no. This, oh. Yeah, I think it's the reg the one with Gideon, I believe the regular page. Yeah, yeah. this is that's the one we usually go live on, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one we usually go live on. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well. The exact same setup last time worked flawlessly the entire time. So yeah. Maybe All right. shut down the computer, turn it back. So how about this? Better yet. No no. Give me give me your um I'm gonna pause this actually, so we'll be back. Give me a second. The Freemasons Podcast presents Real Brothers of Genius. Real Brothers of Genius. Today we salute you, Brother Prior Military Eminent Commander. Brother Prior Military Eminent Commander. 
Only you can take a commandery of Knights Templar over 70 years of age and get them to storm the city of Jerusalem all over again. Oh, stand at attention! Right face, left face, and attention. You don't care that he's got to walk with a cane. That better be a port arms! What was that you said? You didn't lead with an eye, sir. Where'd you learn your bearings? And even though you've been out since 2001, there's no way this commandery won't violently defend the innocent. Charge! So crack open an ice-cold orange dry, you commander of the craft, because you are the only one who can take us back to 1187. Brother Prior Military Eminent Commander! Brought to you by the Freemasons Podcast, Seymour, Connecticut. And we are back. And uh, I had a little bit of issues, some serious issues, actually. Mm-hmm. When I plugged in Ken's camera, it actually oh. shut down the soundboard. Oh. That's what happened. Oh. And I thought we had a genius setup. So, it was. It, here's what it is. It's three things, actually. Number one, it I forgot, like an ass, to plug in the soundboard to the computer. Mm-hmm. So, the first half of this, I'm going to have to fix. Like, yep. I'm going to have to bump up the audio and everything. The second half was I plugged in the camera Mm -hmm. into the computer. So it was picking up the audio from that, plus the soundboard wasn't in. Now that I got the soundboard plugged in, it was still on that camera. Right. Because that was the only input in the computer. Whatever. We figured out. So did you blend the two now? Uh, I haven't blend the two yet. Again, that's going to be... I have a long night of editing once I get a chance to get onto this, but... Way outside my realm of knowledge now. We're all good now, so... Yeah. Well, it's outside of my realm of knowledge too, but uh, I damn sure give it my best. So, all right. So we're going to be getting into Masonic funerals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, brother Ken, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, sure. I'll talk a little bit about the history of Masonic funerals, where they originated. So we all know that Freemasonry traces its origins to the time of medieval stonemasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And many of our symbols and some of the aspects of our ritual come from those beginnings, including how we remember and celebrate our brothers who have passed on. In the 1700s, um, as we've talked about in the past, operative lodges began transitioning into uh, organized symbolic or speculative lodges, as we call them today. Mm -hmm. Um, During that time, the rituals of masonry uh, became documented and standardized, including the procedure governing the proper remembrance ceremony at a deceased brother's funeral. Um, the earliest account that I was able to find of a Masonic funeral was, of course, Worshipful Brother George Washington's funeral because mm-hmm. of how famous he was. Um, couldn't find a lot about earlier Masonic funerals, unfortunately. But um, as an inter- interesting aside, my lodge, or, and Danny's lodge, Harmony Number no. 42 in Waterbury, um, adopted the same ritual that was performed at George Washington's funeral for our Masonic funeral ritual. Um, And that happened probably back in 1799, which is the year that George Washington passed away. And that was actually two years after our lodge was chartered. So our funeral ritual in our lodge differs a little bit from um, the Connecticut standard Masonic funeral ritual that most of the lodges in Connecticut do. And uh, I also have an account of uh, Worshipful Brother George Washington's funeral, which it's brief, mm-hmm. if I can uh, if I can read it. This was actually uh, it was kind of transcribed and rewritten by uh, Brother Chris Hodap, who is uh, the Freemasons for Dummies author. 
mm-hmm. who runs that blog. Mm-hmm. So he had a really good summary of, uh, of uh, Worshipful Brother George's funeral. Our live video has ended. It has ended? Shut mm. me off. Wow. It's unfortunate. So many gremlins tonight. Yeah. Tonight, tonight has not been a good night for us in not regards good. to uh, doing things. I'm going to go live again. Okay. So in the meantime, I'll talk a little bit about um, what went on at Worshipful Brother George's uh, Masonic funeral. So Chris Hodap writes, The Freemasons of Alexandria Lodge, number 22, assembled to perform their final duty to their fallen brother, sending him on to the Celestial Lodge above. His friend and brother, Dr. Elijah Dick, performed the Masonic funeral service, and the Reverend James Muir assisted (laughs) with prayers and Bible readings. George just okay. lit up. Get it, get it all out of your system. <laughs> the Reverend Tom and Thomas Davis read the Episcopal Prayer Book's funeral service and praised Washington's character and virtues in the sermon that followed. Then, as is still the practice today, the Masons stepped forward to conduct the final ceremony due a Master Mason. Worshipful Master Dick stood at the head of the casket and Reverend Muir at its foot, and they recited the service from memory. Now, he doesn't go into the entire verbatim ritual, which is what we use in our, our uh, Masonic funeral ritual. Even if he did, it wouldn't be that big of a deal because it's one of the public ceremony, the few public ceremonies that Masons perform, so it would be totally fine. Ken, who was the original brother who uh, ran the... Uh... That was Worshipful Brother Dick. Oh, all right. Otherwise known as Richard. Richard, yeah. Well, now his last name is Dick, so... <laughs> uh, so... As in D-I-C-K? Is it, yes. What's his last name? Yes, and I quote, From time immemorial, Dr. Dick intoned, it has been the custom among the fraternity of free and accepted Masons at the request of a brother upon his deathbed to accompany his corpse to its place of internment and there to deposit his remains with the usual formalities. End quote. He spoke the same words used for all men of the fraternity, dustmen, cobblers, bankers, doctors, blacksmiths, and presidents. And I quote, whose memory we revere and whose loss we now deplore, end quote. And you'll remember that from our ritual, I'm sure. In death, as in life, all Masons meet upon the level, act upon the plum, and part upon the square. And the loss of one brother weakens the chain by which all Masons are united. Finally, Dr. Dick approached the body of Washington and deposited within his coffin his Masonic apron, an emblem of innocence and the badge of a Mason. It was followed by a sprig of evergreen, or acacia, Mm -hmm. as we know it today, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. representing the acacia plant, a Masonic symbol of immortality and rebirth, which we talked about earlier. When they finished, the lead seal was laid in place. The cast uh, was laid in place, then the casket lid. The wooden box was closed, and a black cloth pall was laid over the top. And that's pretty much all I have on the the Masonic funeral uh, proceedings for... Worshipful Brother George Washington. So the ceremony dates back pretty much before the time that we organized into speculative lodges. Right. And we still perform it today. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most important duties of masonry. Very much so. Um, It's a very powerful public, very powerful public ceremony that's done for a departed brother. Um, It's... uh, it has different um, parts to it, such as we talk about the evergreen, and each mason actually in in the line walks up and actually 
in three distinct motions puts an evergreen on and can you do you know the evergreen do i know it yes what it's what it what it symbolizes well the evergreen is it's a sprig of acacia is what we use it symbolizes a sprig of acacia which symbolizes the immortality of the soul brother rocco didn't know that brother rocco didn't know that it's actually not that i didn't know it i just <laughs> he just had a shock collar in his wait, 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 wait. He just got it wrong. Yeah. And I also can't hear him on the mic, so he needs to hold the shock collar again. <laughs> no, I just got it wrong. I knew it. I just got it wrong. Rocco, put that in your hand oh, real quick. No, we're good. <laughs> we're totally good. <laughs> uh, the other thing that... Uh, one of the other things we do is we have the, um, the lambskin or white leather apron. Usually the apron that the brother had gotten or received when he was a master mason. Mm-hmm. Um, what our lodge did for the last one was he actually handed out a Masonic Bible. It was a Bible that it was in a, I, th- I want to say it was acacia wood, the actual mm-hmm. uh, case that it was the Bible was in. And it was all signed by the brothers and everything and handed out in memory of to the widow. And wow. we handed it to her and she. That's really cool. We've, waterworks. It's a great idea. When you guys uh, lower the acacia, do you say any words when you do that? Alas, 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 my my brother. brother. Yeah, we do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if that was universal or whether that Mm -hmm. was lodge tradition. Uh, One of the other... So, discussions that was brought up, and again, everybody who's on Patreon and is part of Discord, they kind of get an early idea. I'm going to start giving them an early idea of what our topic is going to be. And one of the... and, And I had mentioned it, and we got into a huge discussion... And as soon as Joe, if if if, because Joe's on it as well, I know you're busy and I know you're you're looking for Papa George questions and everything. But if we had a great discussion, Ken as well, he's also mm-hmm. on Discord, and we had a great discussion with a couple brothers about <sighs> funeral ritual in general. Funeral and ritual, and we also talked about specifically if the brother wasn't in good standing Thank or you. NPD. Right? Who, are we still under an obligation to right? To give a funeral service. To give him a funeral service and his widow. Right. And to provide aid to his widows right. and or orphans. Yeah, our brothers on Discord always seem to pull out all the little nuances of all these things that uh-huh. we thought we knew. And then we're like, oh, crap. And we have to go and look it up. And, you know, I honestly love it because, you know, I, I love the interaction on Discord because they – and part of the reason why I th- – I, I, I bounce that ball that volleyball in the air is because I want to hear what others got to say because they on Discord you know, think about things that I didn't think of mm-hmm. and one of the things that was brought up was the NPD brother do you still do a funeral yep. service for him we've even said and we've said it on the podcast and it's been said that even though they're NPD they are still a brother they're mm-hmm. just they're still a mason. Still a mason. They're just they're, uh, Masonic clock is stopped. They're just unaffiliated. Their clock stopped ticking. So, are they entitled to a Masonic funeral service? Uh, one brother had said, "No, they're not. Once their clock stops ticking, they're not entitled to anything." Um, there's just the thing, though. It's not like the brother was on his deathbed and was like, "I want a Masonic funeral service," and then cl- rolled over. It's usually the family that's asking for that Masonic funeral service. Mm-hmm. So do you have you have two problems with this? If you don't do the Masonic funeral service when the family is asking again, the wives, the daughters, the sons might not know what an NPD is or that their father was NPD. They just know that we went through his stuff and we have a picture of him with an apron. 
or a jewel. They don't know the difference. So does that make us shitbags basically going up to him and be like, yeah, sorry, your dad didn't pay his dues, so... Yeah, sort of. I would say it does make us... It makes us look bad. And then on top of that, well, the hell with them then. And it puts us in a negative light. That's my take on it. No, you do the service. But but how... Who's to say what lodge should do the service? Like, what if the brother moved from XYZ State? The lodge in that town. Yeah, you know what I mean? So then... Not necessarily, because, for instance, we just had a brother pass not too long I talked about, worship brother Kenneth Long. He moved to Florida. He'd be affiliated with a lodge down there. He was still in good standings at Morningstar, but again, I'm making a point. I mean, they did a Masonic funeral service down in Florida for all of the people he knew down in Florida, but then came up here to Connecticut to do a funeral service up here because he had a lot of family in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I, in my opinion, if if it's in a local area, let's say, again, if I was part of, you know, Harmony 42, I think both lodges should get together and do one Masonic funeral service. Yeah. There's no reason why. you right. Right. Yeah. But if he lives in Arkansas or California, obviously you're not going to fly all of our Masons down to California. You just no. Did. But in our, in our area of influence... Right around Waterbury if there were some brother that were sojourning in Waterbury and uh-huh. passed away and requested a Masonic service and you right. know he's far from home or something like that we would perform that service for him absolutely uh-huh. if nobody else was able to do it and you we might do it. know this right word for brother but it's been told to me that only a master mason should be afforded a Masonic funeral but I have a situation when I was master of the lodge where I actually got permission from the Grand Lodge. We had a uh, brother of our lodge who was an EA that was an active duty uh, oh. military personnel that passed away. I think it... Uh, so I, we got permission to do it, but I think technically, technically that service is only afforded to a master mason. You are a mason as an entered apprentice. Mm-hmm. You, you have your lambskin. You though. are a... You are a fellow craft as a fellow craft, but you are, it's a funny area, really, in Freemasonry, because you are not technically considered a true full-fledged Mason until you you have uh, received the sublime degree of a Master Mason. But again, it kind of falls under the, what's the right thing to do? We're going to hold ourselves to a high moral standard. Like you said, it would be kind of off-putting for us to say, right. oh, sorry, he was yeah. only partially that, a Mason. That's what right. I'm saying. He did the right thing. We want right. our, our fraternity or everybody in Masonry to feel like, um, you know, they can have... You don't want to restrict people. Like, right. you know, if someone comes to the lodge Put and says... Put that shot collar in his hand. Why? I'm talking. <laughs> I can't twist it. Right in the... In the I just house. want to see somebody get shocked. Yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the reason. He just wants to shock me. Anyway, no, but if they're coming to your lodge, right, we want to be seen as upstanding citizens and, and helpful to the community. You don't say no. Like, I, I could see where it could become financially a burden, maybe, at some point. Eh, it doesn't really But right. even, even at that point, you just... If they're coming to you, if they're coming to your lodge... Yeah. Right. Do it for and, and you know what? You right. did the right thing. Contact Grand Lodge. See if there's any right. wiggle room right. in their policy. 
Um, getting getting back to the actual family and the Masonic service again, as I said, it's not the brother who's passed who's requesting the the Masonic service. It's the family. So, do we show up as brothers and do the right thing, which is you know present to the family? And I'll give you a perfect example. When we did that funeral for the Warshaw brother Kenneth Long, we got a petition out of it. Not that we were actively searching yeah, for a... Trying, trying it's not what we're trying to do during a Masonic funeral service. We simply were just doing the family a service. That's what we cared about. But somebody who was there was moved by it. They were like, wow, like that was incredible. And if you've ever been to one... They are very it's moving. incredibly moving. Yes. Incredibly moving. So... Uh, again, we're not. That's the last place you don't you don't go pick up chicks at a uh, at a funeral. <laughs> just like we don't recruit at, at uh, this isn't wedding crashers. I'm just saying we're not. Interesting analogy. You like that though, right? Analogy. You see what I was doing? Will Ferrell, yeah, wedding yeah. crashers. Uh, I knew where you were going. Uh, all right, um, I get it. I'm not laughing, but I get it. Yeah, but we're not we're not actively. We don't do Masonic funeral service to try to attempt to get somebody. We're honoring a fallen brother. Yep. And we're also giving the family some closure mm-hmm. and showing them that he was part of a fraternity or a network of brothers that you know cared about him. Mm-hmm. And offering our condolences mm-hmm. and our services right. should the family require right. anything. And to me, that, and this is just my sole opinion, that supersedes any type of non-payment of dues. Because, I mean, really, we're going to, def- we're going to, in this, again, Solely my opinion. We're really going to deny a brother a Masonic funeral because he didn't pay dues? Right. Right. And the question came he up took by the degrees. On top of that, another thing that is for people to think about, the brothers who pass away are much older, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Usually. just like us, we have our clique, right? Yep. When we all get older, let's just say I'm in my late age and I don't pay my dues. Does that mean that you brothers can't? come to a Masonic funeral being conducted for me because I'm NPD? Do you know how many past mm. masters and brothers will be pissed off that the Lodge didn't do a Masonic funeral service because he was NPD? To me, yeah. that's shitty. Yeah, I agree. I yep. agree. And then the question also came up on Discord is, all right, if they're NPD, do we owe, do we have any obligation to the family of uh, a mason that has departed and is NPD or, or whatever the situation may be. Right. And in a, my point is we may not have a technical or right. by the book obligation, but we as masons, right. um, you know, have promised to, to help uh, all of mankind, but more especially a brother mason. So when you think about it, are we under an obligation to? Maybe not. Um, but our obligation as Masons to society, I would argue, we are uh, under obligation to help those people that seek mm-hmm. out help to us. Right. That's what we do as Masons, not just to family, and well, especially a brother Mason, but to all mankind. Right. Uh, on a side note, uh, to those who are listening to this podcast, we've had nothing but technical difficulty after technical difficulty all goddamn night. It's been a freaking plague. I don't know what the hell is going on tonight, but... Uh, I just want to apologize to all of our listeners about the sound quality and those who are watching on video. It, it I don't know what the hell is going on tonight. Yeah, it's quite crazy. We've never had a problem, and we're having crazy problems tonight. So we're gonna have to do some equipment checks before the next one. Yeah, definitely. So, but uh, 
Yeah, that's just my opinion. Like, yeah, I think it's pretty shitty to uh, to tell a brother to tell a family that, yeah, no, sorry, uh, we can't do a Masonic funeral service because uh, your husband, father, grandfather didn't pay his dues. I think that's real shitty. I mean, on the flip side, like how how long of NPD are we talking about? Like, if it's a thirty year Mason. And then he stopped paying his dues because of old age and, and, and financial straits. That he, absolutely, he needs mm-hmm. some Masonic service. Right. But if it's a guy that went out and uh, was badge chasing, he just wanted something to put on the back of his car, he was Bad. a Mason for a year, okay. does he get a Masonic funeral? Because his kids found mm-hmm. you know something 50 years later. Right. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a two-sided coin. I mean, mm-hmm. a, right. as Masons, like he was saying, as, a, you know, as an obligation, should we? I guess, mm. but, you know, like... I think Masonic funeral is one thing, but, you know, paying rent is a different one. So, you know, when the wid- if a widow comes to you or something, and you they're in dire straits. Well, and I said that, we did bring this up. Thing. If a widow comes to us and wants a Masonic funeral and then expects aid and everything, I think for a brother who has been active in the Lodge and very helpful, I think it's important that the Lodge does that. However, a brother hasn't been active and a brother hasn't been or is NPD. I think you should put it to the lodge and see if there's any brothers in the lodge willing to help. But I don't think it should be a quote unquote lodge function. So to speak. I, I would agree with that. But it's based it on the brother. It's you know, as a person, it doesn't have to be an official lodge function. But right. you can get a few brothers together to help out here and there, and right. it's just it just gets back to it's the right thing to do. So, we've been at this an hour. We've been fighting with technical difficulties. We've been up here for about three hours fighting back and forth technical difficulties. So, we're going to wrap this one up. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it on another uh, another time. We'll tap into it more. Hopefully, by next um, by next podcast, we'll be squared away. I'll find out what the hell's going on with all this stuff. But uh, Can I drop in one nugget that uh, yes. our district deputy yes. noted? You're a nugget. Yes. On Discord? <laughs> oh, thanks, Marshal Brother Danny. So, uh... Right, Worshipful Brother Mike mentioned that um, he dug through the rules and regs for us because mm-hmm. he was listening on the live podcast and heard us debating on whether or not um, an entered apprentice or a fellow craft would be um, would would be entitled to a Masonic burial. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on his reading of the rules and regs, they would. So in, at least in Connecticut, in our grand jurisdiction, an EA, a fellow craft, or a master mason in good standing is entitled to a Masonic funeral. Awesome. Rules. awesome. Thanks for the oh, info, yeah. Brother Mike. All right, yes. let's wrap it up. So, uh, next podcast, hopefully, we'll have our shit together and all of our technical difficulties ironed out. So, for the Freemasons Podcast, I'm your host, Right Worship Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worship Brother Joe, signing off. Worship Brother Dan. Brother Rocco. Worship Brother Ken. Have a good night, everyone. Night.